Hello, and welcome to New Hope Christian Fellowship with Pastor John Gilbert. For a period of two months, I went there eight times. So I did two-day slots, September and October. And in October time, I met this chap called Chris, and I liked him. He was a builder. He was a burly chap, proper, you know, tough nut, all that, West Ham supporter. And we worked alongside each other. And um, he, he, the, why I mention him to you is I never told him about Jesus. That's why I'm talking today. I never preached the gospel at him. And I felt ashamed of myself. And I still feel ashamed of myself. I feel I let the Lord down. And I let him down. I let myself down. We, we did enjoy each other's company. And um, he kept asking me certain things about life. And I, I said, oh, I said, um, I did tell him that I'm a Christian. And I told him that I'll go to church. And he said to me, he looked at me, he said, he said, I thought so. That's what he said. So he'd already preconceived some ideas about me through the way I speak, through the way I act, he built up a picture of why I was different to someone else he might have met. But even though I said things like that, and he, he told me some rude jokes and whatnot, and I let it go over my head, I, I became good friends with him, and we enjoyed each other's company. But I never witnessed to him, and I am ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. And I'm ashamed I let the Lord down. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Turn to Luke chapter 12. 
Luke 12, chapter 12, obviously, verse 8. It says here, Lord Jesus speaking, Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man confess before the angels of God. Wow. That's the Lord speaking. I've got a question for you. All of you. Do you consider yourself to be a secret believer? That's a good question, isn't it? Is there any secret believers here this morning? Sometimes. Sometimes. Mayette said sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Definitely. You was? Steve was? Bob? Bob, what did you say? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's good to be honest. Nick? Secret believer. It's good to be, it's good to do this. If we feel like we let the Lord down, it's good to just talk about it. If we feel weak and we deny the Lord and we hear the cock crow in the background. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Isn't it? Why would anybody want to be silent about Jesus? That's a good question, Bob. Depends on a good answer, sorry. Pardon? People David said people, that's us, believers, don't want to get rejected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good, Steve. Right. Well, we've got to get back there, Steve. Ain't we, Paul? Amen. So, I've got to, I've got to move on because half an hour... Go on. People that let Lord down, which were my husband, my Aunt Debbie and my cousin Perth. Right. They both let Lord down. And do you know how? Now, I wouldn't call them real believers, Liam. They they're did. not. They're not real believers. But they did change to us. We know. We know. All the people here, all of them here, are real believers. Okay. All right. They're not real believers. But they were trying to be. But they were stealing off people. So, I ask another question: Why do we not tell the whole world about the Saviour? <laughs> Everybody wants to put their two. Go on, David. They don't want to know. 
well, we've got to get back there. We've got to get back there. Because the readings that we read from Mark 14, there's an apostle, Peter the Apostle, shying away when a maid says, you were one of them. And he, they were warming themselves by the fire. Jesus has been arrested. He's arrested. He's about to go for a mock trial. And he's going to be executed. And there's Peter trying to get warm with a fire with a group of people. What was he scared of? He was scared he was going to get arrested too and be put through a false trial. And then he too would be executed. He was trying to save his own neck. Isn't it true? And the thing is, I, for whatever reason, didn't have the bottle to witness to this bloke called Chris. He wouldn't have beaten me up. He wouldn't have arrested me. He wouldn't have executed me. But I still didn't witness to him. Do you know that he could be believing in Jesus today? Actually, actually, I remember when we were working, there were times when he mentioned something where he might have had some sort of belief in God, but not real faith, do you understand me? Anyway, here's a good one. Joseph of Arimathea. Did anybody hear anything about him? Through the gospel stories, there's four gospel accounts, right? Does anybody read anything about Joseph of Arimathea up until the point of the cross? No. You don't, do you? Well, it's part of the, part of the uh, Jewish uh, uh, religious. Yeah, the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin. Yeah. But like Nicodemus, he was a believer. He believed in Jesus. He. He liked listening to Jesus. He was part of the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin, there were 70 members, roughly, of the Sanhedrin. Could be 72. But the thing is, he didn't speak against Jesus. He admired what Jesus did. But you don't hear nothing about him sticking up for Jesus until the cross. This is very interesting because the cross, when he... And others saw what happened at the cross. It moved him. It moved him. He saw the Saviour. He saw him dying. He saw him not reacting to the whole situation. Do you, do you understand me? When he saw Jesus open not his mouth, even when they were cursing him and, and abusing him and nailing his body to the cross and putting him upside, up, up, up on the cross, and then they would say, you saved others, but you could not save yourself. Joseph and Nicodemus saw and heard those accusations. And Jesus opened not his mouth. When Joseph of Arimathea saw that, it moved him. And he couldn't be silent anymore. And he went to see Pilate. Nobody would have done this. He went to see Pilate with Nicodemus and said, can we have the body of Jesus Christ and get him off that cross? 
because they were mortified. They were horrified at what had happened to the Saviour. And they couldn't be silent anymore. They had to do something. And I think that's what we need. We need to look at the cross of our Saviour dying for us again afresh that it would move us to serve him. Would you agree with me? Thank you. When he saw the cross, it broke his silence. Okay? Now, I want to tell you today, this is special. If we will talk about Jesus, if we will talk about our Saviour, there's a precious promise that Jesus will do something for us. And I'll tell you what, do you want to know what that promise is? Well, Bob, I'll tell you. I won't tell everybody else because they're not interested. (laughs) Well, you didn't say nothing. I'm going to tell you what that promise is. If we will confess Jesus before men, there is a reward. Are you interested in that reward? Go back to the verse. What verse was it? There we go. There's my favourite student. Luke 12, 8. Go back to the verse. And it says this. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible because while we're here on earth, and I've, I've, I've been listening to Paul lately, and Paul's been telling me, oh yeah, he says, um, oh I met so and so, this bloke, I never met him before in my life, and he, he said something to me, and I, I, I said to him, yes, I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm talking to Paul on the phone, and he's telling me this. I thought, well, fair play, Paul, that's wonderful. And when I read this, Paul thinks he's just doing a bit of evangelism. And so does Dominic when he's down the town on a Saturday. And so is Liam and Janet and some of you others that might do a little bit of evangelism. And Tochi. And But while you're doing it, the Lord Jesus is up in heaven and he says, that's my boy. There he is, Paul Rumney, he's telling someone about me. The Lord Jesus is talking to the angels in heaven. Isn't that amazing? And Saturday afternoon, there's Dominic, Liam and Janet giving out their tracts. Do you know that Jesus died for your sins? Is that right, Janet? And the Lord Jesus is up in glory saying, Hey, all you angels, listen. Janet's down the Hemel Hempstead town centre with Dominic and Liam. You understand me? And all, there's the angel Gabriel going, Praise the Lord. Isn't that so? I Oh, he might have told the angels, Janet's not down the town today. 
Oh, come on, Bob, let's preach this sermon. (laughs) What I want to say, I've got to say this, preaching the gospel, confessing, it's it's, it's the thing, confessing Christ publicly. Let's not be silent. And someone said, it's as easy as A, B, come on. And that's what I'm going to share with you this morning. Confessing Christ publicly is as easy as A, B, C. The first point of confession or confessing is acknowledging him with our lips. Yeah, Romans 10.9. Go to Romans 10.9. Yeah. All right, all right. Thank you. All right. Romans 10.9, did I say? Anybody say that? All right. So it says here that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, right? But the point is, he's saying that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, can you do that? Can we talk about our faith in Jesus? And maybe, I don't think there's any new believers here today, but when you become a believer, it's new to you, your whole mind is blown, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like, I didn't know this. I've been alive for 40 years and suddenly someone told me Jesus Christ has died for my sins and I can be forgiven before God. And that he died on the cross, he was buried and rose from the dead. All of this is like a new revelation to you. So when you hear it for the first time or the second time or the third time, You start to get excited about it, don't you? And you start to tell all your friends about it, don't you? You can't keep quiet about it, can you? Right. They say that a new believer is often the greatest evangelist because they can't shut up. They've got to keep talking about it. I was like that. And it says in Psalm 107, it says... Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, which means you keep talking about the Lord. You want to you tell everybody that he is great. And I read, didn't I, from, from Acts about Peter and John. They were standing before the Sanhedrin. All those rulers of the people. John, Acts 4.20. It says here, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This is Peter and John, verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, "What? whether it is right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God, judge you. For we cannot but speak these things which we have seen and heard. They couldn't shut up. There was one point where Peter, as I have said, He wanted to deny the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't want to speak about Jesus. And perhaps he was scared of being rejected. He was terrified. But here we have him speaking to the Sanhedrin, to all the enemy that didn't want to hear about the name of Jesus. They were the people that 
crucified the Lord Jesus. And it's like saying, Peter and John, at that point, at any moment, they might have thought, well, what if, if we keep talking about Jesus, we will get crucified. They did not care about themselves. They gave up being fearful. The writer of the Psalm 27, what was, how did it go? I forgot, oh, I forgot how it goes, and I mentioned it earlier on, didn't I? The Lord is the light of my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? That was the anointing that had come upon them. Whom should they fear? They didn't even fear those that had crucified Jesus. They were there to tell them, you crucified him. I'm not saying that they were cut to the quick, but they made some arrangement that they would not speak in Jesus' name. But they couldn't do that. They had to keep doing it. Can we turn this thing down, Dom, somehow? It's echoing. Yeah. All right? Anyway, they say that a new convert is a very, very good evangelist because of joy. Joy has filled their hearts. Joy has come to them and they believe. And they want to explain to everybody the change that has taken place inside them. And by doing that, have you noticed other people are willing to believe? Other people are willing to put their faith in what they put their faith in. And I remember, as a young man, as a tattooist, I had to tell all my mates. I told them all. They said, John, we're coming down for a tattoo at the weekend. I said, don't bother. Hey? I said, don't bother. I don't want to do tattoos anymore. I'm believing in Jesus Christ. They said, what? I said, I'm telling you about it. And I said, do you want to know about it? They said, yeah. What, 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 why are you giving up tattoo? Because Jesus has saved me from my sins. Hey? And I said to them, I said, you've got to stop sinning. They said, have you? I said, yeah, because you, you might go to hell. <laughs> I said, you've got to stop sinning with your hands. They said, why? I said, it might burn in hell. You've got to cut it off. They said, what? They couldn't understand. I'd read the Bible for the first time and my mind was captivated with what it said. And I told my friend, I'm telling you, they come to church with me. I wrote down names at Paul Burke, Dave Elkins, Sean Williams, Ian Stewart, Michelle Stewart, Aubrey White, Mark Saunders, Steve Bruin. I wrote down these names. These were my friends. They all come to church. Dominic's dad was instrumental in me becoming a believer, weren't he, Dom? And do you know what? In 92 years later, we started out the Friday night group. Dom was a little lad with his brothers and Esther, and we started this Friday group, and, and that Friday group became a church. Jubilee Christian Fellowship. And that all happened because we were not ashamed to speak about the name of Jesus. Amen. That's why. And, and, you know, a course of events happen 
because you want to speak about Jesus. You want to praise Jesus. You want to tell your friends about Jesus. Let's go to um, Matthew 28. This is the second point. We should confess Christ by baptism. And do you remember when David got baptised over at Garston Church? Do you remember that? He went and invited all his mates. Phil, Sarah came, Rat came, and, and they come to witness David getting baptised. He'd become born again, and he was going to go through baptism and to declare his faith, not only to the heavenly realm, the angelic host, even the devil and the demons, but his very best friends. So that they could say, something has happened to our mate David. Yeah? It's important to do this. We read it. Look, look at this passage, Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is. Oh, we go. Here we go. All. Where are my verse? Oh, I lost the verse. All power is given unto me in heaven and in the earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you also even until the end of the age now verse 19 baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Ghost you saw that the baptism was a public event in the early church they wanted to do it publicly Jeffro, we did publicly, didn't we? In the Lake District. Next time we have a baptism, we're going to advertise it. Maybe we could put an advert in the paper. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Acts 2.41 tells us that on the day of Pentecost, now some of you know how many people got born again or got saved. How many? 3,000. 3, how many got baptised? 3,000. 3,000 souls got baptised on the day of Pentecost. Straight away. Wow. Philip was evangelising and there was a persecution in Jerusalem and they all got scattered and Philip went off and uh, he was down and he met an Ethiopian eunuch. It says it in Acts chapter 8. And the Ethiopian, what was he reading? He was Isaiah, Isaiah 53. Yeah. He was led like a lamb unto the slaughter. Do you remember? And he's, Philip came along and he said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, no. Not unless somebody explains it to me. And when he explained it, he believed. And as soon as they saw some water, he said, do you want to get baptised? He was keen. He was excited. Paul, the apostle, the one who had been persecuting the church, becomes a believer, and what happens? Straight away, he gets baptised. Straight away. In Burko, in the swimming pool? That was lovely. Very nice day. Yes, you see, when you believe, 
Don't put it off. Don't, don't put it off. You'll get complacent. You'll get half-hearted. You might never do it. Don't get like that. Have a party. Invite your friends like David. Yes? Bring them all. Cornelius did it. Remember Cornelius from the Italian regiment in Acts chapter 6, chapter 10, sorry. He got baptised straight away. Why do we do it? Well, simple. Baptism. It's a picture of the gospel. That's what it is. It's a public identification with Jesus Christ. That's what it is. You go into the water and you're going to go under the water which is a sign of dying. You go under the surface of the water and you're saying, I'm willing to die to myself. That's what you're doing. You're having what is commonly known as a burial. Why wait till you die and go six foot under? Let's do it halfway through our life. Yes? And when you come out of that water, you're rising to your new life in Christ. So there's your death, your burial, and your resurrection to a new life in Christ. And that is pretty much what a baptism is all about. You're identifying with Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Can we do that? Yes, we can. can. Have you been baptised? Yes. Have you? Have we been baptised? That is the question. Your baptism, just think of this. You might have never brought anyone to Jesus before, but your baptism could bring someone else to Jesus, couldn't it? So let me move on to my next point. And that is this. I said A was to acknowledge. B was baptism. And C is this, that we would be consistent in our Christian living. Can we do that? Confessing Christ by being consistent in our Christian living. He says here, in 2 Corinthians, let's read this little passage in 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, and it says this about the believers in the church. It says that they, listen, he says, ye are our epistle." written in our hearts, known and read of all men. It's it's 2 Corinthians, chapter 3 and verse 2. And I'm going to repeat it. Chapter 2, verse 3. Ye are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Somebody said about me once, I didn't like it. I had a ding-dong with somebody. They were living in the flat that I was renting. They wanted their own way. I know it's okay to have your own way, 
but for some reason we had a ding dong one day it happens occasionally doesn't it who hasn't had a ding dong in the last week ding dong well I had a ding dong with this person and do you know what he insulted me I didn't like it do you know what he said you're an easy book to read that's what he said Dave I was offended but in a way the more I think about it I want to be an easy book to read I want to live a simple lifestyle I want people to know that I believe in Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins yes I want people to know I am a Christian and that's why I feel ashamed about how I didn't witness properly to Chris in Bournemouth you see I want to be an easy book to read and as I explained yes I went to I was a Christian and I went to church he said I thought so so that means that he was already reading me isn't that right can people read you easily can people understand who you are can people know who you are yeah when you talk to them Thank you, Liam. Do you know? I'll tell you a question. Do you know that the world is looking for Christians who are real? The, the world itself is looking for a believer that will be real. When I became a believer, there was an old biker bloke that I knew. I told him. I said, all right, mate. You know how you talk, how you used to talk. All right, mate. He said, hello, John. How's everything going, mate? I said, it's all right. I've got something to tell you. He said, what's that? I said, I've become a Christian, and I'm born again. He said, oh, no. You haven't become one of those hypocrites, have you? <laughs> I think I've said this one people. My heart sank. I never thought of a hypocrite. Never even entered my mind. But this bloke had had a close encounter with believers and as far as he was concerned, whoever he met was a hypocrite. And he was looking at me. As soon as I confessed my faith to him, he thought, no, don't you become a hypocrite too. Do you get what I'm saying? The world doesn't want to see another hypocrite. They want to see the real deal. They want to see Jesus in you. People judge you. Somebody once called me a God Let me say, people will judge Jesus by how you live. People out there 
will judge Jesus by how you live your life. That's what I'm talking about. That's what that passage is about. And well then, done, Mika. If you read your Bible and pray to him, he will come to you. Thank you. F.B. Mayer, a great Bible scholar, 100 years ago, he said, all Christians are either Bibles or libels. Did you hear that? You're either a Bible or you're a libel. That means you're a liability. Who are we trying to kid? You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. When I, when I study, when I listen to certain scholars, certain Bible teachers, certain believers, and I listen to the content of the scriptures that they know, it, I'm blown away. I think, gosh, this man is immersed in the word of God. He's full of it. He knows the most obscure verses that I've never even contemplated. We're either Bibles or libels. What would you rather be? You heard of Charles Haddon Spurgeon? He was outside the church one day, the tabernacle down at Elephant and Castle. He was talking to people. And guess what? There was a drunkard in the gutter rolling around out of his head on alcohol. Huh? Somebody said to him, Oh, Mr Spurgeon, that's one of your converts. He said, yes, he might be one of my converts, but he's not one of Jesus' converts. It wasn't real. His salvation wasn't real before the Lord. You might want to impress other men. You might want to impress me. But we've got to be born of God. And we've got to live for the Lord God. That guy was a libel, wasn't he? Someone said this. When a man gets born again, even his cat should know it. Even his dog should know it. Does your dog know that you're a Christian, Dave? Why should I ask David that question? Anyone else got a dog? Well, we got a cat, haven't we, Mayette? Does she know that we're Christians? I said to Mayette this morning, I said, Mayette, listen, do you know that if a man has a cat or a dog, the, the pet should know that he's a Christian? And she said, yes, that's right. I said, what do you mean? And she put it this way. She's right. Because if you're born again, if you're full of the Spirit of the Lord, you will treat your pet with more respect wouldn't you she started telling me how she looked after her doggy Max before or when I married her she had this little doggy she really looked after him she cared for him 
But if she hadn't been a Christian, she wouldn't have done all those things. So he knew she was born again. <laughs> Does your cat and dog know that you're a believer? Yes. <laughs> Oh, let's carry on. I've said it before, and Dominic will tell you the same thing. In the Welsh Revival, when there was a Welsh Revival, the miners that worked in the pit, after they got born again, they went to work, and the donkeys that pulled the carts along, they wouldn't work. They wouldn't go to work anymore. Do you know why? Because they didn't understand the new language of the miners. The miners stopped swearing so the donkeys wouldn't work. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm going to say this to you. So what are the characteristics of Christ that should be manifest in us? Just very simple. And I'll go through four. One, a love of people. Have we got that? Two, his compassion for those that are in pain and those that are hurting. Three, have we got a willingness to forgive people? Can we live a life of humility? When it says of the Lord, it says this in 2 Corinthians, no, not 2 Corinthians, 2 Philippians, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Can we live in humility towards others, towards outside us? Can we do that? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. If the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, we can humble ourselves. So I'm going to conclude now. Have you acknowledged Christ in words today, in your own life? There's A. And B, have you been baptised since you believed in Jesus? And three, are you living a consistent Christian life? Why would I ask you these things? Why would I do that? It's easy. We go back to the beginning. We go to Luke 12, verse 8. Who is in glory? that looks down and sees everything that we do. It's the Lord Jesus. He's watching us. 
He's examining us. He's checking us out. And when we go about his business, when we are willing to teach and to witness for him to the people, he wants to talk to the angels in glory. He wants to reward every one of you to tell them what you're up to for his name's sake. That's what he wants to do. Others, whether they're angels or people, they really are interested in what you are doing for him. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We do thank you. We, we do pray for ourselves, Lord. We do confess before you that if we've let you down, Lord, we are sorry and we are ashamed of failing you. But I pray that you give us another opportunity to speak up for you, to witness for you, to proclaim who you are so that others might become believers and put their faith in you. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Okay. Okay. Oh, you've heard what Mayette said. Another group is coming in here at two. They're having a birthday, so we're going to have to make our way out into the hall. Thank you for joining us today. We meet at Grove Hill Community Center at 11.30 p.m. in Hemel Hempstead. God bless you.